All right, you're going to hear recordings live from the volleyball court and which student reward systems work best. Let's kick it off with an oldie but a goodie. Go! the volleyball match tonight and I have a unique situation. I'm actually refereeing a match for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade where I've taught every player that's on the floor. So we're going to try to get them to design the perfect substitute teacher tonight. All right, I've got more here players here with me now on the volleyball court. They're going to create the perfect substitute teacher. Tell me your first name and how you would do that. Okay, my name's Kinsley, and if I had to create my own substitute teacher, I would definitely make them jokey and loose, and I would also make them trustworthy, because some of us have to do things in the day, and some of them don't trust you to get out of the classroom, so just trusting. Good. My name is Abby, and I think to create the perfect substitute teacher, they would be funny, and they would joke around with you, and that's it. All right. My name is Lexis, and the best substitute teacher would be, like, funny, but also really kind to you. Okay. My name is Cassie, and I think the best substitute teacher would be very forgiving. Okay, good. My name is Lola, and I think the best substitute teacher would be very funny and joking, and yeah. Good. My name's Hannah, and I think the best substitute teacher would be funny and kind and interactive with the students. That's good. All right. My name is Haley, and I think if I made the best substitute teacher, it'd be someone who is kind and serious, but at the same time can joke around. Good. My name is Emily, and the best substitute teacher would be nice, jokative, um, cooperative, and equal and even to like all the students. Perfect, ladies. Y'all, good luck tonight. Have a good game. All right, I am here with two fine young volleyball players, and they're going to describe to me how they would create the fa their favorite substitute teacher. Tell me your first name and what you would do. Uh, my first name is Rose, and um, I want a substitute teacher who um, is always fun and doesn't like, isn't too strict or just quiet. I want to be fun and like talk to us and interact with us that we can make it really, really fun. That's great, that's great. Now tell me your name and how would you create the perfect substitute teacher? My name is Michaela. Um, my favorite substitute teacher is probably a fun one who's not too strict but still can abide by rules. Um, it also isn't too quiet. That's great, that's great. Thanks, Caleb. Have a good game. All right, we are back on the volleyball court with some eighth grade volleyball players. We're going to interview them now. They're going to tell us how they feel about substitute teachers. Give me your first name and tell me anything about substitutes that you want to. Okay. My name is Bailey, 
And something that makes a sub cool is when they don't let the class go too crazy, but they're still fun and they tell personal stories. Good, good, go. <laughs> My name is Shelby, and what makes a sub cool is whenever they're nice. Okay, all right, go. My name is Olivia, and subs that I think would be a perfect sub would be someone that interacts with us and they're fun. And don't let the classroom go too wild, but still, like, lets us have, like, All right. fun time. Um, my name's Avery, and subs I didn't enjoy were, can't say their name, but they were, like, <laughs> they were, like, rude to us, I guess, and yelled at us for, like, Sharpening our pencils. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Go. My name's Ananiah, and I like when subs are chill, but like not too chill, where like we don't get anything done, right. then the teachers come back the next day, and we don't know what we're supposed to be learning. That's a good answer. All right, here we go. Hi, my name's Skylar. My worst experience with a sub would probably be when like they accuse you of things when you're not doing stuff, and are just like playing out stupid, like. <laughs> and I think that. Um, I know that they're not your main teacher, but I think they should still be respected like they are yours. Good, good. My name's Emma, and I think I don't like subs who come in and yell at you for no reason when, like, yell at you to be quiet when you're not even talking. Okay. And a good sub would be someone who, like, tells you to get your work done, but is also laid back and chill. Good, good. I'm Abigail, and I like it when subs. <laughs> okay. I like it when subs will let you do what you need to do to get your work done, but also uh, make sure you're not doing anything you're not supposed to do when the teacher's there. Good, good. Did I miss anybody? Did I say another thing? Hey, good luck, girls. Good luck tonight. Thank, Thank you. you. Mr. G's the best sub ever. All right, those were the volleyball girls from the matches I was talking about where I knew all the players on both sides of the nets. You could tell they were really excited about sharing their ideas. I will tell you uh, when I did that, I did it in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade order. And there was some uniqueness about each of those three groups. First of all, the 6th graders that you heard in the first group where there were several of them talking. I chose those because that was actually the school where I was a long-term sub. In fact, I just finished today this the friday that i'm recording this so two days before you're getting it but i wanted to talk to them because i had been with them for six weeks so i think it adds an interesting perspective to how easily they could talk about it the second group the group that was two students from the seventh grade uh they they're uh parents or the mother of one of the students and the father of the other student are coaches for that team so I know the coaches well in fact I know the coaches well on all these teams and I thought that kind of added a neat perspective too because they were some of the coaches kids and then finally the eighth graders that you heard you can kind of tell that they were eighth graders in the way they talk but they they all seem to have fun they were all, uh, you know, good volleyball players, and I was happy to talk to them. And as I said, I had had all of them in the class. So the eighth graders were, that was about, what, five or six interviews. And I want you, as you're thinking back to those, there's some common words throughout those, and you knew they were going to say them. But yet it's there's always something about hearing them say the words that 
is just so confirming about how we could be better substitute teachers. We can't just give in to the students on everything, but yet we can present ourselves in such a way that we make it a better area to learn in and that we can have fun. I'm not sure there was any any player that I interviewed that did not mention the word fun or interactive. Let me just read some of the other words they shared with us. Uh, In addition to most all of them saying fun, many of them said interactive. Some of them said they wanted to be treated equally. They didn't want students singled out in the classroom. They wanted us to share our personal stories, and we've talked about how to do that on past podcasts, so I thought that was a great idea. They talked about many of them. By the way, I gave them a list of possible questions. They just kind of glanced at the list and chose the one they wanted to talk about. So in addition to personal stories, they shared that they weren't crazy about the student or the substitute teachers that just came in and started yelling. And we should know that, you know, how can we not agree with that? Who wants to be yelled at? I don't want to be yelled at as an adult. They don't want to be yelled at as students. So we shouldn't really put that in our practice. If we go in and start having fun with them right away and make a note that several of them mention being fun while still getting the work done in the classroom. So to me, those were the perfect answers. I think one student even said, you know, that the teacher could be chill and not yell at them, but still be serious enough that they get the work done that they need to get done. So I thought those were good thoughts, uh, too. Uh, one, one said not too strict, but still abide by the rules. I thought that was a good way to say it. And, you know, a couple of them actually mentioned being accused of things. And, you know, a lot of times when you know, somebody's too loud or something happens, we just kind of talk in that general direction. And sometimes we accuse people that weren't guilty. I try to make a habit of myself. If I do that, I try not to do that. But if I do, in fact, accuse somebody and I realize I was wrong, well, I'm going to apologize to them. I'm going to say that was my fault. You didn't do anything. I shouldn't have yelled at you. And we'll get the situation corrected. They're not crazy. I know about the whole class being punished for just a couple of kids. Now, you've heard me say I do that about being quiet sometimes. I'll tell them, let's be silent for about five minutes. And if one of your classmates violates that, we'll add another five minutes of silence onto that. And that seems to correct itself. But we, you know, to me, that's okay. But, you know, when we, if something other than that happens and we start punishing the whole class, I think that's what uh, they're against. And again, as adults, wouldn't we all be against that too? So I thought those were outstanding thoughts. Those were the volleyball players that I was talked to this week. I also did some recordings in the hallway that we'll have on a future episode. It's funny what the kids want to say into the microphone when you get them in a school situation. In fact, at one school that I were at the school I was in this week, it was a rally day on Friday. One of the some people call them Renaissance days. It was days they were they had earned a fun day. And in addition to planned activities, they were free to roam the hallways a little bit. There were teachers in the hallway, and I was actually walking through the hallways, some with my microphone. So it's it's really comical sometimes what they want to say into the microphone at that situation. A lot of them were funny. Some of them sang. I hope to include uh, some of those clips in a future episode. 
What I want to go to now is reward systems. And for those of you that listen to the episode Sunday morning, you're you're going to hear a different episode now. And there's a reason for that. I've gotten so many suggestions to, since two days ago, Sunday, that ways we can help make the perfect reward system. So I've actually chosen, as I listen back to the podcast, and you know how I like to be positive all the time. So I actually decided that some of the things that I included in that podcast uh, came across as negative. So I want to make sure all the school systems know that I think they're doing a great job. The situation I had talked about previously had happened a while ago. So I want to instead talk about some positive ideas that I have gotten. Now, a lot of schools sometimes have special days, or even if there's not special days, sometimes they are forced to deal with a situation in which students by choice, have gotten behind. Now, sometimes there's some exceptions to that. Maybe, especially this year, there's been a lot of sickness going around. Maybe because of the sickness, they've gotten behind on like IXL and iReady. Uh, now, to be honest, uh, those uh, kids should, could have chosen to do that work as homework and do it while they were sick, if they felt up to it, of course. Uh, but when they get behind, they have to make it up. Now, I I know for a fact from when I taught long-term subbing last year that it was it affected their grade probably 25%, I think. And what that basically means is this, and I use students as an example all the time, who had gotten behind, but I finally convinced them and their other teachers finally convinced them This is something that you need to make up. It affects your grade. And what happened, some of them had gotten so far behind that their grades did not reflect the type of student that they were. And when they were finally convinced to catch those up, some had been several tests behind. When they finally caught those up, I made an example of one student with her permission to let everybody in the classroom know that, listen, this student buckled down, made up her iReady and iXL work, and she is now two letter grades higher than she was before. So that's the emphasis we want to have. The other thing that schools often find themselves in a situation of having to do is when there are special days, a lot of uh, schools have days that they'll call rally days or renaissance days or just fun days. I've heard from others from across the country that do it in different ways. In fact, I want to mention some of those. And sometimes, um, as you know, most all school systems have reward systems. You've got the top rewards for the students that keep their grades the highest, and I think that's fair. I mean, basically, as schools are in in business to teach our children. So that is a perfect way of doing things. So I've been to some schools in the past that have had various different levels. Maybe they base it on the Olympics, you know, gold, silver, bronze, things like that. And 
to qualify, it's the students that do a good job of buckling down and getting their work done. You know who those students are. The rest of the students aren't any less important, but we have to come up with some kind of systems to differentiate to help motivate the other students. So sometimes on the special days then, we will uh, put those students uh, in a in a maybe a classroom in a work environment rather than participating fully in that fun day so that they can have some time to get their work done because let's face it if we just do it on a normal school day well you know they, then they get behind in other things so this is actually a perfect opportunity to do that so I think it's great that schools have figured out a method to try to get these students caught up. I, in the past, have sat in on one of these classes. I've sat in on the fun day part in the gymnasium. Sometimes I sit in with students who need a little help, and I'm happy to help them with that. And even though they wish they were out having fun with the other students, they realize that they need it to buckle down and get this work done. So I'm thankful that this provides them that opportunity. And then when they do out, do that, you know, work on that for a couple hours, they can go out and have their fun with the rest of the kids. Now, as I talk about this and as the original show, I mentioned some things that happened in the classroom, you know, the, obviously there would be some little grumbling because students are students. And for that matter, if, if adults were cooped up in a class like that, maybe we would have the same reaction. But they, they did a good job, but they did grumble a little bit because they would have preferred to be out with the other students. But then again, you know, this is a good way to drive home the fact that, listen, you need to get your work done. Um, this is part of the reward system. The next time you're, you know, when you're caught up, then you get to participate in that reward system too. And you get to have just as many, you know, perks as all the other students do. And so I think that does a good job of motivating them. Now, I did want to mention to you, and another, probably the biggest reason this is a revised version of the first podcast, is that from that first podcast, I actually had some ideas sent to me already. In fact, the, the podcast, there was really a lot of listeners to it from across the country that then sent me some ideas of things that might be we could use as alternatives to this type of system. Obviously, every school system is different. You'll have to decide which of these methods will work for you and which will not. So listen to some of these and see what you think. Now, I know some uh, school systems or some, uh, it was really teachers from school systems that responded to me. Some have completely done away with rally and renaissance days because they've looked for other ways to reward the students perhaps in the classroom, smaller scale things that allows all students to be kept together. Now, at the same time, it also, you know, wouldn't allow the student that had fallen behind to maybe get his work done as quickly. But that was one alternative. One that I really like that I, I somebody, you know, another teacher, it, it was actually out of state that had sent in this idea was to have the 
the top students that kept their work done to kind of be tutors for rewards, small rewards, not monetary awards, of course, but rewards for helping out the students that had fallen behind. And they they took the time to, I think they said once every week or once every couple of weeks to have this tutor student work with the other student for about an hour to help them get their work caught up. It wasn't the tutor doing the work for them. It was guiding them through the proper things and saying, hey, you remember when our teacher said this in class, this is how you do that. I like that because that gets the students very interactive with those students as well. And then maybe the final thing was like a graduated reward system where schools give rewards to all students, including the ones that were behind, but the ones that didn't get behind, obviously, as you were rewarded in any situation, would get more of a reward than the ones that got behind. And then they had other ways to get those students caught up. I think the school systems have to do what they have to do and have to do what works best in their situation. So I hope that this podcast, the revision of it, will help us see some of those things. I'm thankful for some of you that responded so quickly. I'm thankful for some of you that let me know that, you know, Greg, your podcast is always positive. Maybe this one came across a little bit more negative. So that's one of the main reasons I wanted to correct it. I want us as substitute teachers to grow as much as we can and really be responsive to these kids and I want the teachers to feel comfortable in having us there as subs so we can support them. And it's, you know, it's your all's business. We as subs are there to help you out. So we hope that comes across in the future and we're able to do that. So if you have any other ideas in that regard, please send them in. I hope to get a bunch. I think I will. Uh, We want to make sure that we improve as substitute teachers and If we're asked, I think we have a lot of good ideas, too. It's good ideas. You know, even if we as substitute teachers have good ideas, you know, it still takes a while to integrate those. And we want it to be in line with what the teachers already have going on. So it's okay to share ideas and associate with the teachers in a way that we can get their collaboration and feedback. And that I think helps us in the long run, all of us for all the school systems. Here's what I want to do to close the podcast this week. This was this past Friday was my last day of the long-term substitute situation. Beginning next week, I have four days already booked at different schools, so I'm back to the one day at a time. I like that. Uh, on on one side, it, I, I like to see the other students and get back with some of them that have run into me in, in social situations and ask me when I was coming back. I'm also going to miss the students that I've had for six weeks very much. And I will mention to you that they were all, uh, we were kind of, you know, you have that melancholy feeling when you leave. And many of them came up to say goodbye. A couple of them gave me a, a, a two liter bottle of Coke Zero. They uh, We always joke around about that being my favorite drink. So they bought me a two liter bottle and wrote me a nice note to to share that with me. So I thought that was really great. And we're going to close today by playing the audio part of a YouTube video. 
two students in the class that I have taught for the last six weeks. They created a goodbye video. Let me give them a shout out. I prefer not to mention their names, but and they know that. They know that I'm not going to mention their names. I will give you their, their YouTube channel, though. It is called Kentucky Homies. And they've got some cute videos on there, some really good ones. They're short, so they're short enough I can share them with the other students and let them laugh at it. But I will close this week by playing the goodbye video to Mr. Collins. And I'll give a shout-out to that school. I'm going to miss the kids. I'm going to miss the teachers. And I hope to see you on the future. I'll continue to see them and... We'll close with that. But remember, we'll see you next week, and we'll close with the audio from the Kentucky Homies video entitled by Mr. Collins. See you later. What's up, guys? This is um, uh, not History Bros, but uh, Kentucky Homies, and this is the intro for uh, Mr. Collins' uh, goodbye video. I put together some people's video, and it's really sad that he's leaving, but... He'll be in it, and yeah, you'll see. All right, sixth graders, I just want to say I have enjoyed you guys so much the last six weeks, and I will miss you, and I can guarantee you I'll be back in here off and on. So, you know, I love you guys, and I'm glad we got to work together, and you all have the greatest school year. See you later. All right, guys, that was Mr. Collins, and now, Mr. Collins, you are going to see what I well, I let your students do something. They said they wanted to be in the YouTube channel. So, on the YouTube channel, they said we were good and they wanted to be on the YouTube channel. And this is for you, Mr. Collins. He was kind. He was just like, he was someone like that made me want to go to school. I wanted to go to his class because it was fun. I mean, we did have to do work, yes, but also he kind of made the work fun. And I wish he could stay, but I know that he'll come back. Mr. Collins, I will miss you so much when you're gone. We love you so much. Don't forget us. We love you, Mr. Collins. Bye, Mr. Collins. We're going to miss you so much. You were the best substitute ever. Bye, Mr. Collins. Love you. Mr. Collins, the whole sixth grade is going to miss you. I know we'll see you Tuesday. I won't because I'm in fifth period. You said you'll only be there for half a day. But we all still love you. We will miss you. And Mr. Collins, please don't forget about us. Music provided by Ben Sound.